I'm sorry, I won't sing that song the whole time. I did it to get it stuck in your head, and now it's stuck in my head. Uh, it, it, is, it is probably going to be stuck in my head. Okay, fans, I'll just tell you. So, Billy <laughs> is... Unless you edit it out, here you go. All right, so if you've never heard this song, Billy, we're good. It's a backing track. It's a backing track. Keep going. Okay, so if you've never heard this song before, this is Africa by Toto. For a long period of my life, a good two years, this song followed me everywhere I went. Like at least once a day, I heard this song, be it on the radio, be it at work, be it just like randomly on an internet video. I click on a video on Facebook. Like it, at least once a day, I heard this song to the point where it was driving me insane. So I guess the story is not that much of a backstory. (laughs) It's just, Billy, do not play it for copyright reasons. Going tonight. Oh no, you looked up the lyrics, didn't you? (laughs) I did. I did. Okay. Okay. Anyway, it was a. It wasn't even a bit because it. I couldn't even lie about how ridiculous. It's gonna take a lot to drag me away from you, Billy. (laughs) There's nothing a hundred men or more could ever do. I just really like to get. Your mic is already so loud. And look at the lines. I mean, the the fans can't see this, but the lines of where you sang, can you see I can. how you blew I out can. the audio? I did. It was just oh for you. God. I hope you love it. I hope you appreciated the song that is now going to be stuck in my head all day just because I wanted to get it stuck in your head. Um, and a quick thing about the audio that's driving me nuts. And honestly, if anyone listening has any suggestions, I find that for whatever reason, it records my audio at a slightly faster speed than Dagny and the guests audio. And so wow. by the end of the episode, the audio is out of sync and I'm like talking over everybody and I have to go put spaces in. So if anyone no, knows, that's just you. I knew you were going to fucking say that. <laughs> if anyone has any advice, hit me up. Um, good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night. No matter when you're listening, welcome to Poptimist, a pop culture breakdown show focused on optimism. Uh, I'm Billy McCartney. I'm a host sitting over there on the other side of the screen is my sister and co-host. Hey, what's your name? I'm Dagny. That is correct. I'm just the That's weirdest. My name. Well, the weirdest way you could do it. Oh, uh, Dagny, I've got so much pop culture stuff that happened in the past week. We did like a pop culture roundup episode last week, and I was like, I don't only have one thing. I don't. I have like eight, so I'm gonna have to pick one. But do you want to go first? You want me to go first? What do you think? I can go first. So because I commit to the bit. Of, <laughs> I knew you were going to fucking do this. Of everything in my life. I am here today to talk about a movie I saw uh, almost a month ago now that I have saved to talk about until this episode, specifically because of our guest. Um, again, for the bit, <laughs> I saw the movie Spencer. Um, spoilers, our <laughs> guest name is Spencer. So I I knew when I saw it, we were going to have Spencer on the podcast. I will introduce him in just a few minutes. Um, So spoilers, that's his name. He's lovely. Uh, Again, we'll get to it. So for the bit, I have held off on talking about this movie, which I thoroughly enjoyed. I I do have some things, not things that I didn't like, but I do want to talk about uh, what I didn't expect from the movie. And that's, it's very much a slice of life. And just for, for, context if you've never if you didn't know um the director of spencer also directed jackie which was beautiful natalie portman was robbed of an oscar correct uh emma stone should not have won over her because that performance of jackie was so good um i agree yeah one of the best things she's ever done and yeah i was so upset when she didn't win and i love jackie and spencer i think artistically on the same level 
Kristen Stewart, honestly, on the same level as Natalie Portman wow. as Diana. Um, her portrayal of Diana was so good. And even people who like worked alongside Diana or like worked with her or for her, whatever the royal family calls it, um, say that Kristen Stewart has done the best impression of anybody of Diana. Wow. <clears throat> um, yeah, it, it's crazy. And also like the mannerisms that Kristen Stewart naturally has yeah. fit with Diana really well, where she like kind of walks kind of like hunched over a little where she's like she's proper but she does have like those insecurities and she's like hiding from the paparazzi in some capacity um uh, but the movie takes place over three days cool. and it's like uh it's christmas i think probably eight years or maybe eight years into her marriage with charles okay where they've already they're basically already separated or they are already separated um and but she's still like fuck camilla <laughs> <laughs> And we, we do get a bit of that, but the best scenes in the movie are her with her kids, yeah. um, with William and Harry, because the kids who play William and Harry are just adorable, and it's it's so wholesome and adorable, and so it's just so sweet, and it's they really do a good job of, like, her life was miserable. They treated her like shit. Yeah. She had this awful eating disorder, um, but her kids made her so happy, and it's, like, that's why she stuck around, because she cared about her kids so much. Um, and the fact like her, I mean, William and Harry still gush about how wonderful their mom was. Yeah. And she died when they were eight and 10 yeah. around that age. So yeah, it's just, she's such a wonderful mom and yeah, she got to flourish there. I will say, <clears throat> sorry, this movie, uh, it's, it's very folk, not very focused, but we do a, a lot about her clothes, which I loved. Not everybody was, like fully loving the <laughs> how much clothing we discussed in this movie. I thought it was wonderful because I do love the the outfits and all that um that she yeah. wore. Uh I will say the movie, like I said, filmed beautifully. It does uh for an hour and fifty minutes look like a perfume commercial. Um, like Zen <laughs> just, like as you said, Zendaya in Dune. Exactly. Like her performance, it was just a it was just a perfume commercial um of the looking back. But we love Zendaya. Zendaya, sorry. Um but again uh, I'm gonna get canceled. You don't know. You have no clue which one's correct, do you? No. Uh National Treasure Zendoya. Zendaya. Zendia. Um <laughs> anyway. Uh no, I'm pretty sure it's Zendaya. Zendaya. Well, oh, maybe our guest will it's, know. It's Zendaya, Dagny. Zendaya, thank you so much. Um uh love her, national treasure. Anyway, um Diana was a or sorry, Spencer, excuse me. Um, was it was a, a bit of a perfume commercial, but in a wonderful way. And there's also, sorry, just the other part I liked. There's like some supernatural bits to it, um, which I was not expecting. So yeah, I, I recommend it. Do it you, is. <clears throat> do you think the Academy Awards this year will be a fist fight to the death between Kristen Stewart and Lady Gaga? I haven't seen Gucci yet. I'm very excited. I haven't either, I but I would like to it. see it. Um, you know, Father's but, House of Gucci. Uh, <laughs> uh, i have heard the accents are all over the place in that movie and i i'm good. really pumped to see it good i love gaga i read a review yeah. i read a review that I, was I like i assume <laughs> that kristen stewart will be nominated oh yeah i mean that's the hot rumor everyone says she's great is stewart will get it and then the, the house of gucci i read a review i didn't even read the review i just read the headline that was basically like this movie is bonkers but gaga's great and i was like that's what i want that's i want <laughs> i want unhinged insanity of a film with Lady Gaga, We're there for Gaga, it. the bonus is Adam Driver. Uh, Adam Driver, yeah, and everything else is just like eh, okay. Um, 
Even is Al Pacino in that movie? Yep. Am I crazy? Al Pacino, yeah. uh, Jeremy Irons. Uh, uh, it's a it's just a stacked cast, but I don't think they had a speech. Jared Leto and a uh, shit ton of prosthetics. <laughs> oh yeah, but it is on my list to go see. So maybe I'll be talking about that in a couple weeks. Um, yeah, I do recommend Spencer though. It's it, some people say it, nothing happens, but <laughs> I think. I think it something. Ha- I think it. You just get to see how poorly she was treated and how she didn't. She wasn't able to cope with it that well. And it's sad, but very beautiful and a wonderful Chanel. Per- um, okay, Billy, go ahead with. Uh, can you get all eight of your? No, I cannot. So five we're going to go very, very fast. Um, um, I do want to reiterate, just in case anyone didn't listen to our minisode last week, that Wheel of Time rules. I love it so much. Uh, episode. Five came out and we watched it Thursday, like at 9 p.m. because it drops at midnight East Coast time. The Wheel of Time on Amazon Prime, it rules. Go back and listen to last week's episode where I'll talk about it crazy. But I want to talk about a musical I saw. Oh, we could. No, how dare you? No, I'm kidding. Don't. Um, No. Oh, yeah. You saw a musical. We went and saw Head Over Heels at the Pasadena Playhouse. And I had such a good time. So let's describe it as, as easy as I can. So Head Over Heels is a musical that premiered at the Oregon Shakespeare Shakespeare Festival in 2015. And then it went to Broadway in 2018 and then closed in 2019 because of behind the scenes drama. We don't have to get into it. So, but the Pasadena Playhouse put on a production. Um, It is based on a play from the 16th century uh, called The Countess of Pembroke's Arcadia, written by Sir Philip Sidney. And I, people have been like, it's like Shakespeare. And they're just saying that because it's poetry. But it's older than Shakespeare by a, like it feels a little bit like watching um, like uh, the tale of Pyramus and Thisbe at the end of a Midsummer oh. Night's Dream. It's just it's that. But it's a musical where all of the music is by the Go-Go's. Um, <laughs> so what's the oh, my God, there's so it's so it's a jukebox musical. So like they open the show with we got the beat. We got the beat. We got the beat. Oh, OK, that's fun. So. The stage, they built the stage out over the audience. So there was no orchestra seating. There was just a dance floor. Then the balcony was seating and they put seating on the stage facing the dance floor. So like a half pipe with seats on both ends. And the fiance and I bought dance floor tickets. So we Mm. stood there where usually was like the proscenium and the audience. And then there were little platforms throughout the dance floor and then scaffolding on the side where the actors could come and go. And they would like push through the audience to get to their spaces. Like at one point, there's there's a king, a queen, two princesses who are sisters, and then a shepherd who's in love with the younger princess, and then the oracle at Delphi. And at one point, the oldest princess like had her heart broken and ran off stage crying. And she goes past the fiance and she goes, move, and pushed him out of the way and like ran through the audience. Um, oh, but the, So the text is all 16th century poetry. The music is all the Go-Go's. And the story is fairly queer. Um, like the shepherd oh, who they say like is the shepherd's in love with the youngest princess and the king and queen are like, you can't marry our daughter because you're just a shepherd. So he disguises himself as an Amazonian warrior. So he gets in drag and he saves the king and queen. Mm -hmm. He like murders a lion that's going to kill them on the road. He saves them from a lion. And they're like, oh, wow, this Amazonian warrior, you can come. You're so great. Thank you for saving our life. But then slowly the king and queen fall in love with the Amazon, who they think is a woman. But she (laughs) is secretly wooing the youngest princess. So it's very like, you know, a 
comedy of errors, if you will. Um, yeah, uh, bit as you like it in there. But then they also decided for this production to make the mm-hmm. king and queen drag. So they had a drag king and a drag queen. Also, was Alaska in this? Alaska's the queen. Oh my god. So the queen of the realm, the queen of Arcadia, is Alaska Thunderfuck 5000 from the planet Glamtron. <laughs> um, and the king, I don't know how to say her last name, it's Leah Delaria from Orange is the New Black. She's, I'd be the best way to describe her. She's the big, she's the, um, she's the butch lesbian from Orange is the New Black. You know exactly who I mean. We love her. She's phenomenal. So she was in full drag with like fake chest hair and a, and a fake beard and a crown and she's the king and she's married to, and she's short. She's married to her extremely tall (laughs) drag queen wife, Alaska Thunderfuck 5000. Um, the Oracle at Delphi was also a drag queen. Um, they decked out the whole stage like an eighties nightclub. And it felt like, I've described it as like, it's like the closest, like modern theater. It's like a love letter to what theater would have been like in the 16th century, where they were encouraging the audience to be rowdy. They were encouraging us to react. They wanted us to boo at the king when he made bad decisions. They wanted us to go, <gasps> they encouraged like gasping and cheering and talking. And, and, and they would like, there's a part where all of the different suitors are coming to propose to the oldest princess and they just grabbed yeah. audience members and gave them rings and boxes and like had them go propose. And they were just audience members. Mm. And the, queen, the princess was like, no, no. Um, it was a phenomenal time. The whole show is like 90 minutes. There was no intermission. And we just partied on the dance floor with Aww. Alaska and all these performers. Um, and Alaska sang Wait, live. I might buy tickets. Do it. Go. It's so good. <laughs> and Alaska sang live. She was so incredible. She looked great, but she does always. But just... It was a phenomenal show. And I mean, if you're in Los Angeles, the Pasadena Playhouse has a phenomenal season coming out of COVID. This is just the first show of the season. Go look at everything they've got. Their next show is a a play called Teenage Dick, which is uh, (laughs) Richard III set in a high school. So Teenage Dick because he's Richard. And then... um, uh, Got it. uh, God, who's the actress? uh, They haven't announced the final show, but... Um, uh, Anne is a, a show by Holland Taylor, who everyone knows. Mm. It's a one-woman show. Um, Holland Taylor, known for <laughs> two and a half men. How dare you? She's in so many things, but you know exactly who she is, Dagny. If you at home, just Google. Okay. She's in Legally Blonde. She's the mom in, in Two and a Half Men. She's in everything. She has a one-woman show coming to the Pasadena oh, Playhouse that looks incredible. I'm literally looking up tickets right now. You kind of sold me. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm so excited for the season. They close December 14th. So go see head over heels as quickly as you can, but it's yeah, fantastic. They're already kind of selling out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And maybe tickets are a little pricey, but it seems like it's kind of, it's, worth it. it's, uh, it, I had such a good time and it's, it was goofy as hell. Um, um, and uh, now really, I'm done think... talking about all my stuff. Cause I, I wanted to talk about Adele 30, but maybe next week it's great. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we know, we know. you know, fantastic. you know, La, head la, over la, heels. La, we get it. Um, head over heels. So I think, yeah, we really, both of us were very passionate about what we were talking about today, but good things. We brought in some fun stuff. Um, <laughs> but I think it's time to introduce our guest. I'm so on board with this. Go take it away, Dagny. If he's ready. If he's ready um, so everybody, welcome to the stage. Uh, my One of my previous coworkers, so sad we don't work together anymore. I miss seeing him every day. Uh, a friend of mine, a supermodel of the world <laughs> and 
most importantly, a Su- Sushi Go super fan. <laughs> oh, we love Sushi Go. Everybody, welcome to the stage, Spencer Bechtel. <laughs> oh, man. Welcome, welcome, Spencer. I love that you threw that last part in. I yeah, I was gonna keep that a surprise, Billy. If you've never played Sushi Go specifically with Spencer, uh, you'll I know you haven't, but like it's so. I fun. fully thought Sushi I Go's fully a- thought that was like a, a quick takeaway to go sushi restaurant that he was a fan of. No, no, no. It's a little. It's an adorable little card game. <laughs> you got it's, it's, it's so cute and, and really fun. It's really quick too. You can play a whole game in like maybe fifteen minutes. Oh, great! Yeah, it, it's fantastic. Um, I highly recommend it uh it's yeah it's super fun and spencer brings it every time he comes over uh and he's like uh okay we have all these games how about we start with sushi go it's a great warm-up game to a game night maybe we're on play <laughs> and they're, the, the cards are adorable billy look up sushi all go right real quick. sure <laughs> Just, why not this is an so you audio can see the medium cards. yeah 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 but uh, audience also look up sushi go the cards are a delight they're so oh, cute they are they're charming um so yeah. Sushi Go um, 55 is a sushi restaurant in Alameda. <laughs> uh, it's in Little Tokyo. They close at 2.30, but they reopen at 5 p.m. Sushi Go 55. Okay, Billy. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, play Sushi Go, everybody. That's And that's the episode. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Spencer, I guess, uh, first of all, how are you doing? We can, we can do that. Pleasantries first. <laughs> um, I've been doing pretty good. Um Oh, quick question about the movie uh, bearing my name. Uh, named I, after you. I Named after me. Uh, <laughs> I just have to know, does it end with her dying? No, that was actually very pleasant um, that it, it isn't her death. Like slice of life. She actually has a very nice ending to the movie. Okay. Um, and so it's just three days. <laughs> yeah, we got we can get a sequel. <laughs> Spencer <laughs> 2. Um, it's about me, actually. Spencer 2. Yeah, it's about Spencer's life. Uh, Spencer Bechtel specifically. Um, but yeah, it's just over because Christmas to, or like the, the Christmas weekend with the royal family, I guess, is a huge tradition. Mm-hmm. And even though she's split up with Charles, she still has to go um, to for just reasons. I don't know. <laughs> tradition. And yeah, you just get to see how miserable she is. But she gets to spend time with her kids and yada, yada. Yeah, it's 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 sweet. There's definitely some very dark points. It's it's a lot of eating disorder stuff is talked about, um, which it's good for the awareness. But it is it's a if it's it's kind of heavy at times. But yeah, Kristen Stewart's fantastic. Um, uh, I have a story about that movie, um, kind of, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is when uh, when like they released like the posters and everything, and uh, where those they called uh, just like the giant, I don't know, inserts that they have at movie theaters uh, in the hallways. Um, I don't know what those are called. Posters? N- not the not big like posters, cardboard like cutout. Cardboard. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, it's almost like 3D sometimes. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, they had like a huge one uh, at uh, this movie theater I went to with my girlfriend and, mm-hmm. and it was like the day after that, the, that poster was released, you know, with uh, her like kind of, weeping from behind or um oh that's a good description but it's really beautiful poster but i was like oh my god my name uh take babe take a picture of me with this (laughs) (laughs) did you not realize it was about princess diana no because i didn't even i hadn't heard of this movie before then or anything and so i just i literally i I took a picture and put it on my instagram story of me just like smiling like thumbs up like (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I got I had people replying to my Instagram story being like, like this you're you're taking a picture like two thumbs up, like <laughs> next to this like she's like weeping and <laughs> well, again, but it's my name. <laughs> oh, that's great. They're like, this is in poor taste. And you're like, yeah, but it's my name. I should pose next to it. Uh, I mean, I would do the same thing if there was a tragic story and Dagny was the name of it. I'd be like, hell yeah. Hey, look, everybody. Um, oh my God. <laughs> that's very funny. Yeah, I truly um, didn't know anything about the movie un- until later yeah i I had to explain to when i told my boyfriend that i wanted to go see it he was like why is it called spencer if it's about princess diana and i was like that's that was her last name before she got married obviously everybody knows she's part of the the spencer house um which is vague loosely related to the royal family because they like to keep it in the fam oh yeah you know as you do um all right, male, well, I'm ready that, to get into male, it. Oh, sorry, sorry go ahead, Billy. Say, that male pattern baldness is a lineage going back hundreds of years. <laughs> preserve it. Except for Harry. No, it started. He, oh, has yeah. it? He's still, he's still. And if the, it doesn't, that means his dad one. is the tennis instructor. All right. Mm, which good for, good for yep. him. If he, if he's not, uh, oh my God, Charles. No. Yeah. Charles, not Charles's son. Um, we hate Charles. Anyway, we've talked enough about the royal family. Um, but Spencer, the Spencer, not Diana. Spencer, I know you You mentioned we have quite a few topics to pick from and discuss. So if you'd like to start introducing all of the things you brought in for us today, sure. so, we can decide. I, sure. So admittedly, I am not... Um, uh, I'm not... Uh, I didn't do like a ton of research on some of these, but it's just stuff that... Um, I just wanted to like get off my chest, you know, and we don't have to spend a ton of time on uh, most of these, but I just wanted to like, you know, say a sentence or two about some yes. of them. Um, okay. So like, for example, we don't have to spend any time at all on this, but um, this is a movie is the medium. Uh, the lady Ghostbusters movie. I've only seen once. I saw it when it was in theaters and I remember enjoying it. And I and, loved it. And when that came out, like people were just like ragging on it nonstop. And even up to now, like people still, uh, just like call it names and all kinds of stuff. They just bully <laughs> that movie. And I mean, I only saw it once. I saw it like, I think like opening weekend or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, and I honestly don't remember much about it except Chris Hemsworth was amazing in it. He's um, very funny. And I did like uh, all of the the characters and everything. But I just, I remember walking out and having enjoyed myself and being really surprised when the whole internet was blasting it. Yeah. So here's here's something infuriating. Um, because I also, I did like Lady Ghostbusters. I also have no nostalgia for Ghostbusters. I saw the original as like a full grown adult and was like, oh, that's funny. Yeah, and I saw then, the like, original after seeing the, I like that oh, we're calling funny. it Lady Ghostbusters. I wish that was the title. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Ghostbusters. Lady Ghostbusters. So um, after, after Lady Ghostbusters came out, before <laughs> the studio said anything, before there was any word about a sequel from the studio, a bunch of media, at media outlets declared it to be a flop. Um, they said Lady Ghostbusters. I didn't say Lady Ghostbusters, but they said Lady Ghostbusters made this much money. Sequel unlikely. Uh, Ghost, but new Ghostbusters is a flop. Sequel unlikely. And then we Rude. just got a new Ghostbusters that just came out. Uh, we'll call this one Child Ghostbusters. Um, <laughs> and uh, this one came out, and after its opening weekend, a bunch of media outlets said it's a huge hit, um, and a sequel is likely. 
Child Ghostbusters opening weekend made $2 million less than Lady mm-hmm. Ghostbusters. But yeah. so apparently it's not that great, lot, which is unfortunate. the budget of Lady Ghostbusters, though? Wasn't the budget what? for Child Ghostbusters half oh, that probably the budget is why. of Lady that Ghostbusters? That makes sense. Whatever. It, it made less money and it had worse reviews than Lady Ghostbusters. That is a fact. Um, That's fair. Whatever. Um, uh, and uh, let's see. Was it? I, I think it's. Oh, yeah. Here's the point I was going to make about that is I, I honestly think, and this is so disheartening, is that it's the it's the same kind of the, what happened to Lady Ghostbusters, I think, is the exact same thing that happened with The, the Force Awakens is just a bunch of like nerdy mm-hmm. Internet fanboys being like, oh, it's a girl. I hate it. Um, yes <laughs> uh so like and i really think that that's like you know just immediately before they even see the movie uh going on rotten tomatoes giving it a zero or, or whatever i don't know how rotten tomatoes works um, well yeah um uh eternals was getting review bombed because of the gay couple yeah um like yeah. like before it even came out people were giving it one star because there's gay people <laughs> <laughs> um i'll also say kind of related to lady ghostbusters the other movie that I think is fantastic that got shit on a little bit was Ocean's 8, which I fucking love Ocean's 8. Ocean's 8 um, was a good time. I really like Ocean's 8. I, I think I do like uh, 1, 12, and wait, 11, 12, and 13 more, but I'm still, Ocean's 8 is still great. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked 11 and 12 because I also watched the other Ocean's movies after I saw Ocean's 8. Um, similar with like Booksmart I saw before I saw Superbad. So I was like, uh, I had a love for those movies where that are very female led, obviously. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, these are fun too, but I kind of liked the other one that's like female power. And I liked the Met Gala part of Ocean's 8. The the Met Gala was a good touch. And I just, I mean, I like, yeah, I just like the cast of Ocean's 8 a whole Mm -hmm. lot. Every single one of them. Yeah. Um, And I'm, I, it's kind of a bummer that doesn't look like Ocean's 9 is going to happen, even though they set it up. Like, it'd be, you know, 8, 9, 10, then you got 11, 12, 13 right there. Like, it'd be so great. And then, oh my God, it'd be so awesome if they did like in 9 or 10, like a team up of both crews, you know? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It would be, it would be the Ocean's 11 of Ocean's 11 movies, you know? Yeah. Well, um, I mean, they fully set up that, like, George Clooney's character is dead in Ocean's 8. But, but like, it's also like, wink, 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 did he wink. fake it? Did he fake it? Yeah, like, doesn't, doesn't she get, uh, like, a letter at the end of it from him or something? Yes, right? she gets something to imply that he's still yeah. around. Yeah. So uh, Maybe uh, we'll get it someday. One uh, day. Yeah. yeah, but Billy and I fully agree. Lady Ghostbusters gets a bad rap and was a delightful time i also God, had a they, blast they set up zool in the post credit scene like it was like they were gonna do zool for the sequel and then no nope, gone forever so oh well um, all right spencer hit us with your next one okay so yeah, another micro topic uh that we don't have to spend a ton of time on uh because this is another movie that i only saw once and so i've uh so i still don't really have and it was also like when it came out like i don't know what like 10 years ago now or something so it's still, it's, it's another thing where I'm like, I probably don't have a lot to say about it, but it's still something I want to get off my chest is that when I saw this movie, I enjoyed it. And then a lot of people um, talk about it like it's the worst thing ever. And that movie is In Time starring Justin Timberlake. And <laughs> we talked about, I we talked about this on the show like two months ago. I just brought it up. I was like, oh, you know, you guys remember In Time, right? Yes, go ahead. It, oh it's just God. like, uh, I know like, uh, the public discourse around Justin Timberlake has shifted to now, uh, uh, you know, back, you know, back as far back as, you know, five, six years ago, everybody loved him. And now kind of a lot of people are more and more not really liking him because of uh, stuff he's done uh, in the past, etc. But 
as far as this movie is concerned, um, I just think this movie's really cool uh, concept. I love high concept stuff. Mm-hmm. And literally, it's time is literally money, which I think, like, I've never seen explored outside that movie. And I think it's just really cool. And it's like a uh, Bonnie and Clyde kind of dynamic. Uh, yeah. and it's, it's just such a cool idea for a movie. And I think for what it was, it was executed pretty well. Um, granted, I also, last time I saw this was when it came out. So I don't know if my opinion might've changed if I were to see it today, <laughs> but I remember really liking it. Uh, and I just want to get that off my chest that when people talk about it, when it comes up in articles I read online or podcasts or whatever, people are always like, yeah, the movie sucked. And I'm like, I think it's so cool that like time in that movie, time is literally money. And it's, uh, you know, people are exploring movies and TV shows now uh, are getting more comfortable exploring the idea of like critiquing capitalism and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we're, we're seeing with Squid Games and uh, all these other shows and movies. But yeah. uh, like it's such like a, a great I, I think it's so cool that like like it shows I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm just literally rambling now but uh no it's good i you know I like saw it before, uh, you don't have a lot of time left in your life uh, but yeah. if you're rich you can like live forever and like that's such a a unique way to explore uh the way money works in our world too yeah yeah i agree i it's a it's a it's a fun movie i saw it i think when it was just on tv one time it was like it was like maybe it was even cut for tv but yeah it <laughs> works the concept works the action works i mean there's a uh, there is the thing where it's like, and everyone stops aging at 25. So Justin Timberlake's mom is Olivia Wilde. Like, <laughs> okay, sure. Uh, here's Matthew Bomer. He's 160 years old. Okay. Um, or Justin Timberlake's like, yeah, and I'm just 24. And it's like, well, okay. If you say so, Justin Timberlake. Um that is no i did like that movie it was good we we had a a whole concept about time-based romantic comedies that eventually led to in time which isn't a rom-com but (laughs) yeah it was like it was rom-coms that are a little sci-fi i don't remember exactly how that's what it it was sci-fi rom-coms because what what was was. the movie um it's weirdly brought up a few times yeah timer it's like weirdly been brought up a few times on the podcast um but yeah timer people love it and i had never heard of it um yeah, but another another great hot take, Spencer. Love that. <laughs> Thank you. Wasn't there a movie, another like romantic movie that was kind of like sci-fi like that? That it sounds like in time, but it's like about time or like uh, oh. it's like I don't know. I haven't seen it, but I've heard people talk about it, and they um, say it's really, uh, you know, like two or three years ago. I think about time with Donald Gleason and Rachel McAdams. Yeah, I think that's that it. it. And yes. when people bring it up, I always think they're talking about in time and then they say good things about it. And then I'm like, oh, no, not. They're not talking about it. Just- <laughs> Spencer's like, I'm here to talk about in time. What is this Rachel McAdams shit? I know. I'm like, but I, I should probably see that because uh, I love time travel stuff. Okay. Also, anyway, I do want to say, just- I think Rachel McAdams has never been bad in anything. So that wasn't Correct. me bragging on Rachel McAdams. I think even in the bad <laughs> movie she's been in, she gives wonderful performances. Um, and that's a hill I'll die on. Um, no, you're absolutely correct. Rachel McAdams is good in everything. Yeah. Full stop. <laughs> um, all right, Spencer, do we have more hot takes? Yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, so those, so those are just two movies I wanted to just like say a quick, a quick note on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now I can get into, uh, we can get into the more uh, nitty gritty stuff. I have uh, deeper opinions about, um, and we can take up most of the show with this. Is uh, so 
Uh, I'll start with the biggest one, and then I'm sure uh, we can we can go on to the next one after that. Uh, but it's a TV show that is has been near and dear to my heart for my whole life that I feel like um, is not necessarily bashed, uh, but I do feel like is uh, kind of underappreciated, which I know is what this show is all about, right? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's Spider-Man the Animated Series, uh, which... The one from the... I actually I haven't watched it. That both of our faces were like, Billy's excuse me, but that's just because I haven't watched it. So I'm excited to hear uh, about it more because we've talked so, about. I don't know if you listened to Noah Norton's episode, uh, who we both know, but he talked about Spider Man Three being a great movie. So um, mm-hmm. I'm excited. I need. I haven't heard about the animated series. So I'm this is the one. The one from the, the 90s. One, the one from the nineties. Exactly. Hell yeah. Um. So this and you know like on uh on like subreddits and stuff like back you know maybe like 10 years ago or so i was seeing people kind of like say like um uh, like oh it's not it's not that good uh like the animation's bad and like it's uh <laughs> it's a uh, you know the the stories are like childish or blah 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 or whatever um uh, but also it's a kid's show so hold <laughs> slow your roll um yeah but uh but I do feel like people are kind of, this might be nostalgia having a factor, but people are kind of coming around to it more just on like, uh, just, I feel like I've seen in discussion threads, like people bring it up in a positive light um, more frequently, but I still feel like we're not talking about this show enough yeah. uh, because it really is such a great depiction of Spider-Man, his supporting mm-hmm. cast and his rogues gallery. Uh, and I've been rewatching it recently mm-hmm. and it really holds up in my opinion. Uh, it it has multi-part storylines, which uh, you rarely see in uh, children's animation, especially yeah. like 20 plus years ago. Yeah. You, you know, you'll, you'll see it more frequently today. Uh, but, you know, back in the 90s, like you'd see like the Batman, the animated series doing that for like one or two episodes. They'd have like a linking stories, but like Spider- like whole se- there'd be season long arcs in Spider-Man, the animated series. Um I Hold remember on one this. second. Billy, yeah. can is you hear Wally him drinking water? Yeah, I'll mute. I'll oh mute. God. I'm sorry. Wally, he's being loud. I'll <laughs> mute myself. We'll keep talking about Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> wait, well, just really quick. I before I forget, is Spider-Man, is this animated series where the, the Spider-Man meme comes from of the three of them? No. No, okay. No, that's the that's- um that's the animated show from I think like the 70s. Oh, okay, okay. Um all right, sorry. Keep going. I'm going to look at the animation real quick because I'm curious. You definitely saw this, Dagny. I don't know if you watched it regularly, but it, it, it you definitely saw it. And I think maybe because you said, Spencer, about how like people talked about it being maybe too light and you're like, it's a kid's show. I think that's maybe just because it was on the air as the same time as Batman, the animated series, which was noticeably dark for a kid's show. Oh, yeah, show. for sure. Yeah. And of course, that's that's such a great show as well. Mm-hmm. And But I and, remember but I've this for anybody- sure. I've only seen people praise Batman the Animated Series, but I have seen people kind of bash Spider-Man the Animated Series. Yeah. Um, and so that's what I wanted to talk about was, uh, and some people just like kind of forgot about it or whatever. Um, like Dagny. Um, I know. I just looked it up and it, it does look familiar. I <laughs> definitely like over Billy's shoulder watched this a few times. But yeah. uh, it, it really is such a, I think it's such a great show. It's a great depiction of, uh, of Peter Parker his life and how he's always he he can't balance both sides of his life mm-hmm. uh, each episode is really they do a good job of from point a to point b just over the course of those 20 minutes just uh telling a whole single story in one episode and then 
a lot, like I said, a lot of them are to be continued, um, which you don't see a lot, but it really keeps you coming back for more because sometimes they'll end like they'll end an episode, you know, with the villain getting away. You're like, oh, I got to tune in the next episode. And uh, of course. it's really interesting the way they did uh, some of the stories. Um, I'm curious, uh, is this all Peter Parker or do we get any other Spider-Man animated series? They didn't exist. I mean, other than the clone stuff, they didn't oh, really exist yet. Oh, we didn't yet. have that yet? Yes. Oh, no. okay. Like, so Peter yeah. Parker, even through the 90s, was the only Spider-Man? We had the we had the clone saga, which is in the 80s and early 90s. Um, uh, 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 this evil villain creates a clone of Peter Parker, and then they end up fighting, and then one of them dies. And so the remaining Peter becomes Spider-Man. And then uh, uh, the other one comes back and is like, yo, I'm Peter Parker. You're the clone. And so he changes his name to Ben something and he becomes the Scarlet Spider, which is my genuinely my favorite Spider-Man outfit. It's the (laughs) it's the red outfit with the oversized spider hoodie on top. It's like the most Uh. early 90s thing. Um, I love this fucking outfit. Because isn't that uh, an outfit you can wear in the Spider-Man video games? Yeah, so it's of course the only outfit I wear in the Spider-Man <laughs> video game because it's like <laughs> it's nineteen ninety one personified. It's yeah. so good. Um, but yeah, um, uh, Miles Morales I don't think was introduced until twenty eleven. I think I might oh. be talking to my ass with the year, but it's somewhere around then. Yeah, and, I think that sounds right. Yeah, and Spider Gwen was even further after that. Spider Gwen's very recent. Um. And then, yeah, all the Spider-Verse stuff, which we uh, uh, we got the teaser last night. So if you're listening and you haven't seen it, Across the Spider-Verse Part 1 has its first I teaser out. I believe Part 1 in, like, this is this is the sequel to, uh, like, obviously, a really right. great movie. But, you know, I've only ever seen, I've only ever heard of a part, movies coming in Part 1, Part 2 as, you know, for Harry Potter or yeah. Twilight, where it's like the end of, a, or Hunger Games, or it's like the end of a long series yeah. that they're split, but it's like, whoa that's cool yeah i thought it yeah. was cool my fiance was like why did they do that just give the third one a different title oh yeah and i was like okay well this what if this one ends on a cliffhanger and they want to clearly establish calm down um speaking of spider uh, sorry uh Dagny, no you're good uh but speaking of spider verse i i'm not sure because i haven't read every spider-man comic ever but i think that spider-man the animated series was the first spider-man story slash media uh medium to tell a spider-verse story which uh i think is give we need to give it credit for that yeah Uh, Yeah. because the series ends with a two-part story where uh they did secret wars uh in in this show the last season which uh was really cool the way they did it because you still have to since it's a spider-man show you still have to focus it on spider-man uh but uh they did Secret Wars, and they did it pretty faithfully to the Secret Wars story, mm-hmm. uh, where Doctor Doom's trying to, uh, you know, uh, obtain this cosmic power, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but at the end of Secret Wars, Spider-Man is whisked away by the Beyonder, and Madam Web tells him, uh, okay, Secret Wars was just a test to see if you're worthy to lead this group of Spider-Men, uh, because there's mm-hmm. an even bigger threat. Uh, and the, the series ends with uh, this story where there's a Spider-Man in an alternate universe that's uh, everything that bad that could happen in his life has happened. Uh, where, like, Uncle Ben died. Uh, shortly after Uncle Ben died, um, Aunt May dies. And then just, like, the hit after hit after hit, he's just getting blown down. Um, and then he bonds with the Carnage symbiote. And then uh, he, he 
he's just so emotionally weak that it takes over and then he becomes like the most powerful being in the universe and then he's like i'm so sad i'm going to destroy every universe ever with this oh. like universe destroying machine and so madam web is like uh spider-man you have to stop him from doing that or else every universe ever is going to be destroyed and there's a team of spider-man here to help you and it's like uh, a spider-man with six arms it's a spider-man with uh, dr octopus limbs that's a, a spider-man with armored uh an armored suit uh and he has oh, to team cool. up with all the like five or six spider-men to stop this spider carnage uh it's really cool uh i just watched it the other day yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it really cool the way they did it because it's like it's spider-verse uh but yeah. before you know like 20 plus years before any any spider-verse story even in comics hmm. yeah because yeah so cool the Spider-Verse comics kind of eventually led to the movie. I am hyped. I, that's what I love all the different yeah. versions of Peter we get and all these different mediums. I am desperately hoping, desperately hoping that we get to see Spider's Man in one of the upcoming <laughs> Spider-Verse movies. What is that? I'm sure we will. Spider's Man is millions of spiders as a sentient hive mind in a costume. But like if That's you cool. if you like take the ma- that oh and, and the millions of spiders think they're Is Peter it like Parker. Oogie Boogie. Yes. So like if you take his if you take the mask off, it's just a mass of spiders oh, <laughs> in the shape spooky. of a person. I love that, Spider's like Man. Something they would do in live action movies, <laughs> right? Oh, that's great. Um, so Spencer, I do have a question. Um, so people they hate on this, or they just do this thing gets underrated, or. Uh, I, yeah, I guess that's my question. So I think it's underrated, um, mm-hmm. but I have seen it being hated on, but more so in the past, honestly, like um, I was listening to uh, like a podcast like a week or two ago and uh, one of the people on it was like, oh, you know, like that show, it really isn't that bad, blah, blah, blah. And so, uh, so I, I feel like people are sort of coming around, but I have seen it really being hated on like, uh, you know, five, 10 years ago, but yeah. Just, uh, but I mean, more recently, I feel like, and I, it might just be nostalgia coming into play for some people, but since I've been rewatching it, I really do think it's got some good storytelling for, um, for the cartoon kids medium. Yeah. Well, and people just like, like to the... compare, like they like to overly compare things, especially like this and like the Batman show. It's True. like, it's, it's, they have to pick something that's better. They have to rate things and they have to be like, well, that's yeah. bad because I like the other one. And it's like, no, yeah. you can just. Because like- they'll, they'll compare this to uh, the Batman show from the nineties. And then they'll also compare this to spectacular Spider-Man, which was the animated Spider-Man show from like 2007 or eight, I think, mm-hmm. uh, which was a really good show. Uh, and people will say like, oh, spectacular Spider-Man's better because it's, uh, the character's more in depth, blah, blah, blah. Um and various reasons but uh and i feel like like yeah but just let it be it for what it is don't compare it to other things yeah um which actually another thing (laughs) uh that i kind of wanted to like bring up here is uh speaking of on that topic uh legend of korra is not bad uh and people constantly say it is and that's because they're comparing it to avatar last airbender which is amazing and you should not compare the two in my opinion I, I think Billy and I are both ready to go hot because takes uh, hot takes Legend of Korra is better than Avatar yes. the Last Airbender. It is a better series overall, but it Ooh, cannot exist without the Last Airbender. So comparing mm-hmm. the two is meaningless. They are the same yeah. show. Um, um, but yeah, Billy and I both I watched Korra after obviously. Um 
but like within the last year, I watched both of them for the first time, and yeah, I I thought Cora was better than yeah. Avatar. I mean, Cora Cora season three and season four are so good, and season four in particularly is like the best character study they do anywhere in any season of Avatar. Period. Like Kuvira and Cora's duality is some of the best written stuff they ever put out. It's so good. Um, also, we stand a bisexual queen, but. Um, that's just, <laughs> that's just because watching that in 2014, the fact that they, they let the show end queer was an impossibility until it happened. Like no yeah. one had done that before. And I screamed at my television and then cried. <laughs> when I saw that, <laughs> when I saw, uh, I was like, oh, cool. They're, they're best friends going on an adventure. I had, <laughs> <laughs> I was so oblivious and then the next day I was talking about it uh, with my buddy and he had the same mentality about it. And then his girlfriend walked up and was like, no, like they're like in a relation that's showing that they're in a relationship and yeah. they, they like love each other and they're going on this journey together. Like, <laughs> so it's like more symbolic. That, and I was like, we were like, no, I think they're just <laughs> just two gal pals palling around the yeah, spirit realm. Totally, just they innocently, but we were for like the rest of their lives slept in the same bed. They were no, the best, best of friends. friends that <laughs> I do think that's why. I do think that's why they like, did. Are you sure? I think they're just. I, I don't know. I mean, it, they were just friends the whole show, right? I mean, like. Yep. They're just oh gal pals that sometimes look at each other for a long time and hold hands yeah. and, you know. It's, uh, I think, I honestly think that's, that's why the creators did like the, the, the epilogue comic book that's like, this is them on a date. They are on yeah. a date mm-hmm. together. Here we go. <laughs> like they had to do a whole comic book just to be like, yes, we meant what we did. That's that so funny. funny. Like I just like, it didn't, it just went totally over my head. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like. The best of friends, yeah. the forever kind. I learned that song in my sorority. Um, we're also all the gals are just pals, never any kinds of relationships. Um, just kidding. Uh, yeah, uh, I love Cora. That's one of Billy and I both of our hot takes. Uh, is that I love it we, so much. Uh, like Cora over Avatar. I I, I love Cora, and I ha- I hesitate to agree with y'all and say that it is better than avatar the last airbender because honestly i do for me it's whatever show i'm watching is better than the other like what if i'm currently watching avatar i'm like oh this is clearly better than Korra. i mean look at it and then if i'm watching Korra, i'm like oh dude this is so much like the choreography is better like the, the bending's better look at zaheer he's like the best villain like come on avatar could never uh, and then I go back to Avatar. I'm like, Zuko is amazing. Like, uh, and I just go back and forth. That's so. like, a, a, like, who's my favorite actor to play Doctor Who? And the answer is whichever one I've seen the most recently. Yep. <laughs> it's like, oh, there was a Matt Smith rerun all the other, on the other day. So that's all I'm thinking about is how much I like Matt Smith. So right now, here we go. <laughs> yeah. I feel like with Doctor Who, I let um, the production quality really like heavily influence me because... I, I think in my heart of arts, David Tennant's my favorite, yeah. but mm-hmm. uh, just like compared to Matt Smith and beyond, uh, like 
starting with Matt Smith, just the production quality is so much better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they threw money at it. They're like, yeah, oh, this is going so, well, to continue. Actually, Matt Smith's first season, they took a budget cut. I just think they had a lot of clever filmmaking techniques. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, like, even the first season just, like, looks better than any of the yeah. previous seasons. Yeah. And it's just so hard to, like, uh, rewatching the tenant and eccleston seasons is like i i'm excited to see um when uh the bbc is not going to be in charge of the production anymore russell t davies production company will be making it with that it won't be like it'll be like a bad wolf production because that's his production company and it'll be like aired by the bbc but it won't be like filmed i don't even think i wonder if they'll even film in bbc studios anymore or if they'll just have their own space yeah right it's a kind of a big deal that it's like Russell T Davies is coming back and he's bringing the whole production squad with it. He's like, it's his production yeah. company. Not I wonder if we'll find out who the new doctor is anytime soon. I well, assume it will be. In, well, so in the last Yeah. Cause the new doctor should show up in probably 2023. So basically, um, Jody's six part series, the flux ends tonight. So it's already ended. If you've listening on Wednesday. Um, and then there is a new year's day special. And then I think mm-hmm. she's getting two specials in 2022. Um, and then, the, you know, one of those is the last one where she has said she's filmed her regeneration scene, but there was no other actor on set, which is oh. wild. Um, so, and then I don't know if we're going to get anything from Russell in 2022. I don't think so, because I think Jody's last episode is a, is a part of a big BBC celebration. It's like 100 years Got of it. BBC or something. And they're doing like the Doctor Who special where she leaves there. Um, and I, mm. And then... 2023 is the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who. And that's when the new Doctor and Russell's team will have taken over for the 60th Um, anniversary. Just for funsies. Spencer, I also didn't know you watched Doctor Who, but um, if you were to... Billy, you can also say something. Uh, Who would your ideal next Doctor be? I already have an answer. Um, (laughs) I mean, I feel like it's usually somebody who... Like, the general populace doesn't it's not like a household name mm-hmm. usually but if i were to pick somebody um i don't know i mean like they have i don't know a ton of british actors though so because doesn't have to be have british have, like, you can just pick like who you would love to see oh okay well because because like i feel like the biggest quality in the doctor is the their charisma yeah yeah um so will smith no i'm kidding um <laughs> <laughs> You say that like, 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 like an American, Americans have tried before in the nineties, Whoopi Goldberg put a lot of time and effort into trying to reboot Dr. Who with herself as the doctor. And I'm I did not mad at that at all. I kind of wish it had happened. Um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, this might be cliche, but it's just the, I feel like Tom Hiddleston could do a good job. Yeah. 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 I um, mean, Loki, I Loki like is a Doctor Who series. I mean, yeah, in honestly, epi- I love episode Loki, three of Loki, way. when him and other Loki are on the planet that is about to be destroyed by the collapsing planet, and they he just like grabs yeah. her hand and they start running through the, the town as things explode. I was yeah. like, this is an episode. That, that's <laughs> just a Doctor Who episode they couldn't fit into, you know, one of the last yes, seasons or whatever. It's fully, yep. that's what it is. I, so um, I read I a do short wanna, list. Can I say mine? Yeah, go. Oh, sorry. Do yours. Just because... First of all, if the, I don't know why this came to mind, um, but can you imagine if Rami Malik was the doctor? Uh, that would be nuts. But yeah, I'm trying to handsome I'm frog try, himself. I'm trying to make his eyes. Um, uh, but mine, I, maybe just because I just watched Tick Tick Boom. But can you imagine Andrew Garfield as a doctor? It would be kind of like a Matt Smith, David Tennant. 
I mean, like, he was he like... he's already been on Doctor Who, and so it's not unprecedented. Oh yeah, back in season three, bring... I just saw a thing the other day that was like um, rewatching mm-hmm. season three of Doctor Who now is insane because the guest stars are Carrie Mulligan, Andrew Garfield, Gugu Mbatha Raw. There's like a couple other like uh, like soon to be incredibly famous people like four years before they hit. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. So uh... um, I saw a short list. Which uh, the British press always is like, who's going to be the next Doctor? And it's always like 10 people, and then it's never those 10 people. But that's who we talk (laughs) about for like the two years leading up to it. Um, And on that list was Michaela Cole, who I'm still rooting for, even though she's probably way too expensive and also not interested. Oh, that'd be cool. Michaela Cole. But also on that list was Tania Miller, who uh, has already been on Doctor Who, but she was also just in two episodes of foundation and she's in the haunting of Bly oh, Manor. Oh, her. Yeah, she's fantastic. Um, and she's also already been in Doctor Who when that one uh, uh, older white time lord regenerated into a, a young, beautiful black woman. But um, Tania Miller is good in everything she's ever been in. She's huge on British TV at the moment. She's breaking into American TV, which is really exciting. But uh, uh, Tania Miller would be a very cool choice for the Doctor just because I love watching her and i think she could play the part really interestingly oh look and already people are like making fan art of like ooh, tania miller as the doctor mm. fully on board i can't believe um, i just went with two two men when i would honestly love to see another woman be the doctor like i don't i i don't want it to be like jody and then we just go back to 10 more years of male doctors right um i would i would love to have it like her well, generate into another female doctor and there was a hot rumor uh, uh, uh that i'm not mad about where um because russell t davies is taking back over and he's crazy gay and that's why he's been the best doctor who showrunner because you need a gay man in charge that's just me <laughs> saying but um a hot rumor of them like of like casting an openly queer actor as the doctor and like maybe Ooh. not even like talking about his sexuality but just letting the like like a gay man be a little bit gay as the doctor and i was like do it sure why not i'm go nuts um but honestly after jody and joe what's joe's joe martin who plays the the um fugitive doctor yeah is it joe is it while you look this up i do want to check in spencer (laughs) i feel like we just billy and i tend to do this if we get on a topic that we both love yeah she was fantastic Um, oh yeah you're not caught uh, up she's in flux dagny she's been in more episodes oh she's great um but spencer uh, I assume you have more things, but I want to make sure. We're... Is there anything else you want to say about Spider-Man, the animated series? <laughs> Circling back. <laughs> uh, bringing it uh, bringing it back. Um, uh, honestly, uh, no, I just wanted to just say that it's, that's why I wanted to bring it on the show is that it's it's just uh, such a great show that needs more more respect and people, it deserves to be watched. It's on, the whole show is on Disney Plus. Um, oh, fun. And uh it's it's great uh you see uh there's like it like i said season long arcs and then there's characters making references to previous episodes which you don't see a lot in uh kids animation Mm -hmm. but uh you know it feels uh i i almost said i was almost gonna say it feels like an anime (laughs) Uh. (laughs) (laughs) i mean but it is like what like 53 episodes which you know is like a good anime but uh length but um no honestly like it's it's pretty cool like you have characters like coming back like a season or two later to you know they were a villain in season one but now season two they're helping spider-man uh solve something and uh it's just i think the way that that whole show was executed was really really good especially given that bad budget constraints and that they had to reuse footage sometimes but they still made it work and uh, i just really love that show and people more people need to watch it 
I might check it out. I didn't even remember the show. And yeah, it sounds like a good time. So. Oh, and uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, he Spider-Man solves a lot of, of his problems with supervillains in the show by using science, which is oh, such yeah. a, a great Spider-Man thing. Like, yes. um, uh, like, for example, just a lot of the episodes, he'll be like, oh, my God, like, uh, oh, I know, like the way to stop this villain is like by combining this solution with this mixture in my lab and then uh, doing that. And which is like that Spider-Man yeah. is like also yeah. showing off his brains, uh, which uh, I mean, in another thing that does that really well is Spider-Man, the video game for PS4, but everybody loves that. So <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to. Well, that's like, I, I really like when the Tom Holland movies lean into that, but it's never the focus. It's always like a supporting thing. It's like, Oh, he made his web shooters. Oh, he manufactures the webbing. We saw yeah. in in uh, Far From Home where he like makes his new suit at the end using Tony's technology because he fully understands how it all works. But it's like we could go yeah, a little harder. Yeah, but even harder. still, that's leaning on the crutch of Tony Correct. Stark, which yeah. uh, both movies have yep. done. Uh, but I mean, amazing. The amazing movies were like he had that whole contraption just to like unlock his door or whatever that Rube Goldberg yes. machine. <laughs> uh, and then you know he was like it showed him like researching how to make his web fluid and everything and. Uh, and so I think the amazing movies did a really good job of showing off his brains, yeah. uh, which is, you know, that's also, you have to like put emphasis on that for Peter Parker. Cause that's who he mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, uh, I don't want to spend too much time on, uh, <laughs> on, on Spider-Man, but, uh, as I could talk for days yep. on hey, that. Can't go wrong. Um, well, cool. Danny, what do you think about, uh, playing a game? Wait, Spencer, do you have anything else? I just want to, Oh yeah. Let's get some more hot takes before we we bounce around. Yeah. Sure. sure, sure. Um, uh, so this, uh, this show is not, uh, it's another TV show. It's, we, I only spend like a sentence on it because I I know we got to (laughs) wrap, but, uh, uh, it's, it's a show that actually got pretty good reviews, but I'm bringing it up because it was canceled after one season. Uh, so I feel like nobody... I know personally has ever seen it, but I love this show. It's in my top 10 sitcoms of all time. It's The Grinder, starring Rob Lowe. Have you all heard yes. of it? Yes. Yes. I, I remember the billboards. I remember. It, out, it was on Fox for, I think, the 2015 season. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, that and the um, John Stamos show Grandfathered with Josh Peck uh, mm-hmm. were on at the same time. They were both in their first season, uh, and they both had like, ratings that were like on the cusp of being uh canceled and everybody was like oh like fox will probably cancel one but not the other uh grinder has slightly better ratings so that one might stay but honestly it's still a toss-up uh and then fox canceled both of them even though both had pretty good reviews from critics and general audience Uh, i never saw grandfathered but the grinder is so good and uh it's it's so good rob lowe is uh plays a similar character to Chris Tra- Chris Traeger from Parks and Rec. Nice. Uh, but more of an, but he's like an idiot. Whereas Chris Traeger <laughs> is just like a nice guy who's just always peppy, but he's like yeah. competent. Uh, his character in The Grinder is just dumb. And, but it's <laughs> amazing uh, because Rob Lowe is really good. At <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, uh, and uh oh my god what's his first name uh, uh fred savage, savage. Uh, fred savage uh is roblo's brother uh mm. so basically the concept is roblo is a famous actor he was on like uh a procedural law show kind of like a boston legal type show 
for like eight years or something like that. It was like one of the biggest shows on TV. The show wraps and he's like, I'm going to go spend time with my family back in Boise, Idaho. Uh, and so he moves back. Uh, he goes to stay with his brother for a little bit in the pilot. And then he's like, you know, I'm going to, uh, I'm just going to like live with you guys for a while. And his brother runs a family law firm with their dad. And he's like, hey, uh-huh. I played a lawyer on TV for eight years. I can help you guys with your cases. <laughs> <laughs> and so his brother, Fred Savage, is like, that's a terrible idea. His, uh, Fred Savage is the straight man, of course. And then their dad's like, ah, let him, he's your brother. Let him, let him help us out at the firm. We could use some help. Uh, and then it's just every episode is just hilarity ensues because Rob Lowe ends up like helping them out genuinely and like winning cases just through sheer luck through of his it is idiocy. And it is <laughs> like a so Lily Blonde kind of moment. No, because Elle Woods is still competent. She just That's uses true. her specific set of knowledge with via growing up as a, a preppy girl and sorority and stuff to win her mm-hmm. case. Right. But like. Rob Lowe just like kind of he'll be like oh we did this on my show in like season three episode 20 uh, uh blah 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 and <laughs> he just accidentally knows this knowledge yeah and so something like that and then they'll also but it's also like self-referential where like they kind of break the fourth wall uh almost every episode actually where like uh they'll be like like the episode where they came back from winter break uh the winter hiatus they're like oh I love uh, I love like tuning into tv shows when uh like the January after their winter break, it's like, it's like they never left. And, and they like almost <laughs> look at the camera. <laughs> like, yeah, we're back in these person, people's lives again. Uh, like as they're watching a show on TV, That's um, fun. it's such a fun show. It's, it's very hard to find streaming. It was on Netflix for a while. I think they took it off though, but the grinder, I think everybody should watch it. It's so funny. Uh, uh, I, I just love that show. Anyway, uh, that's my that's that on that. It's pretty unsung. Uh, last thing I want to say with uh, just hot takes and everything, uh, targeted ads on social media. Uh, I I'm okay with them. I like them. <laughs> I like them. Uh, and if you're getting bad targeted ads, then that's your problem. Uh, you need to say something about your life, what you're looking at. Uh, because honestly, my targeted ads are great. I want to buy those things, mm-hmm. uh, and I have to restrain myself from doing that because they're very niche. And, uh, and I'm like, wow, that's, uh, there's like a, a demon slayer, uh, Tanjiro, like who's the main character, like statuette with like, uh, a moving sword that I almost bought, uh, from like a TikTok <laughs> ad. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I had to restrain myself so much, uh, cause that would be super cool to have, uh, like on my desk, but I mean, I, maybe, I, I, I don't disagree. Ta- yeah, I, yeah. I don't disagree because they do work. Uh, I bought a lot of things and then I've gotten them and they're not great. Like they're, they're not as good as what it looks like, but you know, now that being said, um, the second that I got engaged and started saying the words fiance and wedding around my Google home and on my phone, um, there are now some target ads that are like, Oh, and who's pregnant. And, uh, <laughs> that's, that's wild. <laughs> um diapers um, yeah i mean no you you say that but like uh, uh, at least one app does like new parent commercials targeted towards yeah. us and i'm like how did we do this is it because we talk to the dogs so much like they're people <laughs> um, um, before i got even before i got wesley when i was talking so much about getting a cat i was getting ads for like cat litter and cat trees and just because i was talking so much about wanting a cat um they're always listening and Spencer is fine with that. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, I, I agree. I do like them. Um, but that might be one of the hottest takes we've ever had where you're just like, them listening to me, bring it on. I want them to know exactly what I want all the time. Yeah. Um, because like, funny. yeah, because there's nothing in my life that, because they're literally just taking, yeah, they're listening to you. There's nothing you can do to stop it. Okay. Uh, and like, also like they're the only, they only care about like keywords that you say so they can like yeah. target certain things at you. They're not like, like, oh, he's going to uh, this comedy show at 8 p.m. tomorrow night. Okay. Like, um, <laughs> They're they're just like oh like oh he said the word cat let's target cat food at him you know so um, absolutely uh, um, so I'm, no I'm like harm, no foul I'm not okay, I'm not saying I'm okay with people spying on me I won't <laughs> nobody get that in their head I'm just saying that like hey like if I'm if I'm gonna have to see ads in my life I would rather them be curtailed to my interests you know yeah, yes I agree I, I think I think it's a nice part of society that we have. <laughs> Where it's like, yeah, I would, these, there's also, sorry, before we get to the game, I just got to say, commercials have become unhinged, specifically oh, holiday yeah. commercials. If you haven't, I, only because I was watching, oh, Billy, I figured I finished Lego Masters Australia. We'll talk about it later. Um, it's so good. Um, good news, Kale was eliminated. I know I should talk to him so much, but he did not make it to the finals. Um, anyway, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, the ads, like the Christmas ads that came up on Tubi. Maybe it's because it was Tubi, but like so wild. Some of the weirdest kind of uncomfortable decisions. It's I they and every commercial is like a little movie nowadays. Like they're going, they're trying, they're trying too hard. It's too much. We're like, you're Macy's. Like we, we don't need a a movie. Um, Anyway, that was just my ad related topic because I was discussing it last night because there's some like teddy bears with abs there i haven't seen the commercial but we were discussing one that was this little girl is taking care of a snowman and like puts it in the freezer for a whole year and then brings it back out and it's hit by a car immediately like it's i need to look it up. <laughs> and uh it's yeah so these commercials are just they're getting out of hand um anyway spencer do we have anything else or shall we play a game um let's play a game yeah okay let's do it all right this is a game that we call what a pitch what a pitch is where our guest will come up with a prompt for dagny and i to pitch them a project um some sort of media a movie a video game a tv show a magazine a concept album a a dance number a tiktok trend um and any (laughs) genre they think um one of us is going to go away and the other is going to pitch first Dagny, who goes away this time yeah we have no clue we're not we're not keeping track get out of here dagny leave all right. I think she's right, actually. I think I do go first because I gave her a hard time last time. All right, Spencer, if you're good to go, what is the prompt okay, today? Okay, so my girlfriend is obsessed with Gordon Ramsay. Uh, okay. So, uh, and Gordon Ramsay's always uh, endorsing different things, whether it's like cookware or he's got a new cookbook, cookbook out or TV show or whatever. So I want you to pitch me a Gordon Ramsay endorsed board game. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, honestly, Gordon Ramsay, God, what do I want to do? I'm not sure if I want to go like towards the loudness angle because I have this whole theory about Gordon Ramsay where like people think his anger comes from toxic masculinity and then it doesn't and then men really uh, screw up in front of him because they think they're impressing him by being mean to women and then he's not, but that's not what we're going to talk about. We're going to fully do Hell's Kitchen, the board game. 
Um, first of all, it is gendered because it is a little outdated. So if you're a boy, you have to be on the blue team. I'm so sorry. And if you're a girl, you have to be on the red team. Um, as a little out of date, but there you have no say in the matter. You start on two different sides of the board. And every time you, you get a turn, you have to pick a dish to prepare. And then there's like things that can happen. Your teammates can sabotage you by like not knowing how garnishes work. Um, um, but the other thing is you have to have someone on the team playing Gordon Ramsay. And at any point, that player can make you switch teams. They can push you off the board or they can eliminate you entirely. This is insanity. That's more than 30 seconds. I'm going to call <laughs> <Love> it. it. <laughs> All right. Let's bring Dagny back in. And then she can have her turn. There she is. It's Dagny. All right. Same, All right, Dagny, same prompt to Dagny. Yes. Perfect. Uh, so my girlfriend loves Gordon Ramsay. And I was thinking about Gordon Ramsay a lot recently <laughs> because of that. And uh, he's always... Uh, He's always got some new thing, right? Whether it's a, a new book out, a new TV show, uh, if he's endorsing some cookware or whatever. So I want you to pitch me a Gordon Ramsay endorsed board game. I have two. Okay. Um, first, Spencer, did you ever play the game Don't Wake Daddy? No. Okay. So Don't Wake Daddy, you have to, <laughs> it's like a game of chance. So you will draw a card and it makes you push a button so many times. And if you go, if you push it, and sometimes daddy will like pop up out of bed. So you're like trying to sneak around. So you're trying to sneak to the fridge. You're trying back. to sneak to the fridge and back. So it's don't wake daddy, but you draw a card and you have to do like a task. And it's maybe like you have to like a kind of truth or dare. Like you have to run and go do something. But if you don't do it in like a certain amount of time, you have to push however many times the card says, but it's Gordon Ramsay and like walking around a kitchen, he'll like turn around and catch you. And then you have to like go back so many spaces. Um, so that's my first idea. My second idea is secret Hitler, but it's secret Gordon Ramsay. Um, and someone is Gordon Ramsay and you are all, uh, trying to figure out who it is. So it's kind of like mafia meets hell's kitchen meets secret Hitler. But so you're trying to blend in as Gordon Ramsay, um, and everybody's having, maybe you're actually cooking or something. I don't know. I don't know how to really do it, but someone's Gordon Ramsay trying to pretend to not be, okay, I hit 30 seconds. Um, I mean, okay, I started those it are, late I, too, I don't know but... why I had to. I also, also came to mind at the end was Mousetrap. Do you remember the game Mousetrap? Yes. Did you incorporate <laughs> Gordon Ramsay into that? Uh, or Operation, if you're having to like <laughs> pick some... I have a lot of ideas for this one. This is a fun problem. Gordon Ramsay into any classic board game. Gordon Ramsay <laughs> Monopoly. Uh, yeah, Gordon Ramsay Yahtzee. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was fun. I liked that one. Yeah, um, I did too. Oh, good times. Sorry I pitched like four, but... No, my, I loved it. I, I'll stick with my first one. I'll say... Um, my God, what was my first one? Don't Wake Daddy. Except, Spencer, I can't believe you never played it. Billy and I played Don't Wake Daddy a lot. No, it's I never a blast. It. Um, it's so it's so bizarre. It's the it's a very weird game. It also it has similar like operation vibes, it, similar hmm. kind of feel and the way that yeah. everybody looks. Um, anyway, yeah, I'll stick with that one because it's only fair that I only have one pitch. Although I did like the Secret Hitler one. Sorry, I'm just talking about my my pitches. I was pretty <laughs> proud of them. Uh, I'm interested to hear what Billy said, but Spencer, you do have to pick a winner. Um, whose board game would you rather play? Yeah. Oh, uh, does Billy say, tell you what his was? Oh, no. I can listen to, to it later. She just but... has to listen to the oh, okay. episode. She can never know. <laughs> well, I am going to pick Billy's. Uh, sorry, <gasps> Dagny. Even and though I pitched five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it, I was going to win. Wait, okay. what was Billy's? I have to know because I was proud of mine. I did um, Hell's Kitchen, the board game, 
It is a little outdated. If you if you're a boy, you have to be the blue piece. If you're a girl, you have to use the red piece. Oh my god! Um, and then you're slowly working across the board to the center to win. Oh, and there's okay. another player who plays as Gordon, and he's just chaos. He just can change. He can make you change sides. Yeah. Um, and then you have to like draw cards each turn okay. to like do certain tasks That's to get fun. closer That's to the fun. championship. I'll take it. I've won. I've won quite a few. So I'll, that I'll is, she's, to, like, she has won a lot lately. Been on a good streak. Um, but congratulations, Billy, on your win. Thank you. I feel very uh, proud. I feel like I've worked a long time for this. Um, years of training <clears throat> come down to this moment. Yeah. So thank Gordon you. Gordon Ramsay, if thank you're listening, you first, talk about Poptimist on your TikTok because, oh boy, are you popular there. Also, endorse us and buy one of these video games. Uh, or sorry, oh my God, board games. Um, and we would become so wealthy. What a dream yeah. that would yeah. be. What, what a, a treat, what a dream. What a dream. Uh before we do our little outro, Spencer, is there anything you would like to promote? Ooh, um, honestly, uh, no, I don't think so. Um, you can plug your Insta. Yeah, I'll oh, plug yeah, my maybe. Insta. It's, uh, my username is at, uh, at uh, uh, symbol, uh, <laughs> Instagrams, uh, S-P-E-N-C-E-T-A-G-R-A-M-S. Like, uh, it's a play on instagram (laughs) but uh with my name uh or you can just search my first and last name and i'll pop up indeed uh Uh, no spencer has a great instagram as i introduced him supermodel of the world got some great modeling shots that pop up on my feed and i'm like look at you spencer thriving out there with your sunglasses ads i love it thank you thank you stunning we love to see it. Uh, so everybody follow Spencer. What a delight. Um, and thank you so much for joining us, Spencer. This was fantastic. And I love when people bring in a variety. Our, our variety shows, which also our last episode with Colin was a was, bit. Yeah, it was a little all over the place in the was, best way. This was more, this was more focused yeah, 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 than this Colin's more structure. episode was. The Colin's episode got off the rails because he was doing impressions. We were doing lots of bits and it just, it got a little out of hand. It was good. Um, it was fun. But Spencer, thank you. Thank you so much. What a wonderful guest you've been. And uh, thanks for dealing with scheduling. We really had to jump all over the place. <laughs> we made and it work. We made it work. We got you here. Um, yeah, so thank you. Everybody, thank you me. Of course. Anytime. Anytime. And we have passed a year mark. So Billy and I have discussed uh, at some point we might have repeat. Oh, my God. Repeat guests if anyone's interested, which people have said in the past that they would love to come back. So come back. Yeah. Next some week, point, maybe next we'll week is going to be next week is going to be our last episode of the year. Um, yes. We're going to take off two weeks for Christmas, but uh, we hope to to see you next week. Everybody come come on back. Dagny, let's uh, let's 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 okay. ride this pony. <laughs> let's Bonnie and Clyde this. Uh, that's bleak. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you know no, that? No, I was not saying Bonnie and Clyde. What you I'm were you to were say, doing? Um, Thelma and Louise, where they drive Thelma the car off at Louise. the end. Yes, Whereas Bonnie and Clyde um, slowly, slowly lost their lives to law enforcement after uh, years of bad decisions. Did you know that Bonnie got an infection in her leg and it like curled up under herself and she couldn't put any weight on it and they had to carry her everywhere for like the last nine months? Okay, wow. what a lovely yeah, way to end the episode. Beautiful, beautiful, very bleak ending. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, this has been Poptimist, a podcast focused on optimism where we talk about death. Um no, a podcast focused on optimism in <laughs> pop culture. <laughs> Be sure to rate, subscribe, 
uh, comment, give us five stars, however many you wish, but please be a five. Um, and tell your friends and also listen to more episodes. If you haven't been fully caught up on all 48 of our episodes, wild. Um, and follow us on Instagram for any updates and also to be reminded of those Wednesdays to check out the new episodes. And if you have any hot takes, five like Spencer uh, or more, feel free to email us at poptimistpod at gmail.com and we love to read them. I think that's everything. So everyone say goodbye. Goodbye. Boom, 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 boom,